you got to remember it's about them and not about you. Mm-hmm. It's not about your product. It's not about what your like special thing is. It's all about them and listening and figuring out what is their problem and can I solve that problem and can I add value? Are you a consulting business owner seeking a better way to scale to your next million in revenue? Accelerate Sales Podcast features other experts who have cracked the code to predictable revenues with proven sales systems that quickly increase revenue and get you on the fast track back to doing what you do best. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode. Welcome to the Accelerate Sales Podcast. So great to have you here. If it's your first time and you love what you hear or see, please subscribe. If you're a regular, really appreciate a review for you. So you are welcome to take notes. Please do. But depending on your situation, where you're listening, uh, you'll also have a full transcript at the end. And also all the links mentioned by our amazing guest today will be in the show notes as well. So what are you going to learn today? You're going to learn the value of pre and post sale. So everyone always thinks about the sale and the pitch, but there's a lot to the pre and post. So our guest goes through that. They also talk about leveraging existing clients to 5x your revenue, and they've got some great tips on that. And lastly, they talk about how to play on LinkedIn. Yes, LinkedIn has just approached a billion users, but there's some ways to do it and some ways not to. So this guest shows you exactly how to do it. So they've had an enormously successful career as an entrepreneur themselves. They scaled a marketing agency called Fanscape and then had a very successful exit. And they've also had a company called RSVD, which is a SaaS-based product. They've also scaled very quickly and exited. So all of that knowledge is here for you to tap into today. And what they do now, advise fast-growing agencies and e-commerce businesses. So what I'm going to do now is hand you over to Terry Dry from futureproofadvisors.com. Welcome, Terry Dry from Future Proof Advisors to the Accelerate Sales Podcast. Great to have you on today, Terry. Great to be here. Thanks, Paul, for having me. <laughs> yeah, well, we, uh, like you said, we spoke about 12 months ago, and I love the conversation. I call you my Aussie in residence in, uh, in the US. You, uh, yeah, certainly for me, you struck an accord and, um, and seemed to be uh, incredibly uh, easy to talk to. So I'm really looking forward to this podcast. But why don't we just kick off with uh, who you love to work with? Well, who I love to work with, it's really, it's entrepreneurs, owners, leaders, you know, and I've kind of, I wear all those hats and I look for people who've kind of grown a small business or run a small to mid-sized business. And essentially somebody who's like totally dissatisfied with the status quo and really trying to figure out what do I do next? And it's people who not only need help, but they want help. And at the end of the day, also based on what you just said, I hope they're a good person, you know, because I've been fortunate to be successful in my life. And now I'm at this stage where I just want to help others be successful. Yeah. And and look, you know, I'm not saying this is always mutually exclusive, but I do find that sometimes in business, the most successful people aren't always the easiest to, to deal with. I'm sure, you know, everyone listening now has got, you know, they can nod their head at some people they can think of. But uh, yeah, it's great to see someone like yourself uh, doing so well, because, you know, the um, the old saying, you know, the nice guys don't always win, I think in your case, and what I said in the the outset, you've, you've certainly done that. And um, 
when you uh, when you sort of work with these clients, what are some of the biggest problems you help them solve, or what are some of the biggest problems that they first have before you help them solve them? Yeah, you know, it's funny. The problem I think we're solving is providing what I kind of call support or air cover, really, because what we set up is being this sort of outsourced board, this outsourced brain trust of what I like to call superheroes, you know, as if you could walk in to the Justice League of America and go, oh my God, I've got all these experts who can help me solve my problem. That's what we've set up. And so it's a variety of problems that that every business owner or leader has because it's, you know, the saying it's lonely at the top is real, you know, and I've lived it. And, and so I know, so I kind of tried to create this company this advisory board for small and mid-sized companies because it doesn't really exist where it can be this outsourced board that it's essentially what I wished I had had 15 years ago when I was kind of on my journey with my first company. And so I'm trying to do that and give back in that way. Yeah. And before we dig more specifically into sales, just as a total level at the moment, have you seen that the, the challenges some of the owners face are they the same as what they were pre-COVID or you know have they changed at all given uh, the impact COVID's had on uh, us globally I actually say it's both you know I think there's there's it's to be more specific about the problems it's just getting them unstuck right and helping them have a vision and a plan I think what post-COVID now people got shaken right and they're like okay this is uh this is real Things can really happen and things can change dramatically. And that's the whole concept of my name, the name of the company, Future Proof, which is just, you know, this it's it's inevitable change equaling limitless opportunity, right? That if you can embrace change and recognize that change, there's this phrase I love, change is inevitable, but struggle is optional. And so if you're just like, there's gonna be that change, now they kind of all get it. So they're like, help me because I'm stuck and I know I need to future-proof and be ready. So that is kind of what we see now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, look, I certainly know from a, a sales perspective I'm hearing um, here in Australia, most of my clients are in the U.S., but obviously I'm Australian-based, that, um, you know, there's so much uncertainty that people just aren't making decisions to buy at the moment. Are your clients that you're sitting on the boards with, are they experiencing a similar pattern? I would say it was really quiet. You went from like everything during COVID, right? Everything was great. Then everything dropped out. And then I did have a few, especially in the e-commerce space that were booming during COVID. So I had this really interesting experience being an advisor and focusing on sales where some people were just crashing and others were booming. And I would literally vary from day to day. But now there's sort of this resurgence, at least here in America, with the vaccinations going fast and everybody kind of lifting the restrictions, that it really does feel a little bit like the roaring 20s. And people have been like these caged animals who can't wait to get out and just go, go, go. And so I am seeing a lot of buying behavior, a lot of growth behavior, a lot of let's make new hires, let's try new things, let's build. And it's really, uh, it's fun. That part, I, I love that. I always have a growth mindset. So it's been fun. So I am feeling that. Are you not feeling that right now? Look, I'm finding it here in Australia that it's um, there's still a lot of uncertainty. We've got another outbreak here and yeah. in New South Wales, which is our largest state, uh, biggest population. So, yeah, it's it's causing a little uncertainty. But I do find in the US that, yes, it is that. I actually spoke to someone this morning who's about to get on a plane and go to their first in-person uh, 
seminar for a while and they were so excited. It was like their first. You know, they just couldn't wait to get on that plane, have a haircut. They said, you know, I've got to go get a haircut before I go. And, yeah, Yeah. so it's great to see that the biggest economy in the world and really the economy that is, you know, more entrepreneurial than any is is back to business. So so that's great. And if you look from a a sales perspective, you know, what, given all your learnings, I know that you've, um, you know, scaled and sold exited businesses yourself. Like you said, you've been there, you've done that, now you help others. What are some sales tips that that you know that maybe many of us may miss? You know, I think the biggest sales tip that people miss is you got to remember it's about them and not about you. Mm-hmm. It's not about your product. It's not about what your like special thing is. It's all about them and listening and figuring out what is their problem and can I solve that problem and can I add value? And everyone skips that, right? They can't wait to tell you about, this is what I do. This is what I can do. And and they forget to like stop and go, hold on, what's your problem? What's your issue? And how can I solve it? And it just becomes a more consultative, more natural way, in my opinion, to sell. And this is not just, you know, service companies. It can be anything. It's just meaning an e-com company, somebody selling a product, Listen to your customer, listen to them, understand them. What are their needs? What are their problems? And that to me is the biggest sales thing that I can tell you myself. I skipped that all the time, (laughs) you know, like back in my days, like I would forget that. And now it's something different where you're like, I want to be helpful and offer value and provide hopefully whatever the product or service is, it's an opportunity that's solving some need for the other end. But you can't know that unless you listen to them and understand them. Yeah, and have you got an example to bring that to light, one that uh, comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll go back to my marketing agency days when we would, you know, pitch our business. I ran a social media and digital marketing agency, and we were so excited, right? We would show, we had our presentation in our deck and our whatever, and here's what you can do on Facebook, here's what you can do, whatever. And we would go into like huge companies, you know, Fortune 100 companies, and we would just talk and talk and talk. And we couldn't wait to tell you this, this, and this. And, and you would notice that like five minutes in, people are looking at their iPhones. They're, you know, they're bored. They're not paying attention. And then we finally flipped it and said, you know what? Forget the deck. Forget the whole thing. Let's just go in. Let's study them. Let's ask them questions. Let's ask why we're here. What are their needs? How can we help them? And then maybe there'll be something in a PowerPoint presentation that might be illustrative, but let's just have a conversation and talk about solving a problem that we used to sell so much more and so much better by just being, I just call it consultative, but honestly, just being ourselves and listening and not being so rehearsed and like excited to get to slide 16 that like we totally missed the point. Yeah, look, I think that's so powerful. And and also, I think a lot of the pre-brief, like I know, you know, when I sales um, selling within corporate, you know, my goal was to actually have the sale done before you even walked in the room, i.e. that you were talking to all the key, key stakeholders, you were, you know, we used to have a thing called strategic selling, which was a framework by Miller Hyman, where, you know, you had a coach, you knew the economic buyer, and you're sort of doing a lot of it before you even walked in. So you weren't walking into a cold pitch per se. You know, what's what's your experience in that pre-sell before you even get in the room? A hundred percent right, Paul. I mean, it's so important to develop the relationship, but also develop the understanding. So it's funny, my partner in our advisory business, 
he came, he came to me with this one, which was like, you want to get to Vito, which was V-I-T-O, which was the very important top officer. So there was always this, you know, plan of who are we going to talk to? How are we going to talk to them? Who's the decision maker? And there was a lot of strategy to it, but there was also just, you want to develop a, a relationship. Like people forget that they're not just buying like your product, they're buying you, you know, and they're buying a relationship and they want to work with people they like. So there's no question you want to do that. And also, this is what I learned later, which is like, what kind of jerk am I if I walk in there without having that pre-meeting? Because I haven't asked all these questions of like, what do you do about this? How do you do you, There's so much to learn and you just have to be curious, interested and, and sincere, right? Like some people are doing it just because like, that's what they have to do, but they're still not really listening. But if you're like, really go at it, like, I'm going to listen, I'm going to understand them and see if I can help them. And quite frankly, also, if I can't help them, I'm going to tell them that too and not waste anybody's time. But yeah, but I would also say, Paul, there's the whole post sales. Like, that's the other interesting thing in the business. Like you do the pre, you do the meeting, and then everybody thinks it's over. Oh, they're going to make a decision. Like, this thing is far from over. You have to keep having the relationship, keep having the conversation and keep showing up. Yeah, then that's a great point. And what what are some specific um, things you do or used to do uh, part of that post sale routine? Yeah, it was always um, the follow ups, right? There, if you walk out of a meeting and you don't have something to follow up with, something to talk to them about again, something to show them, maybe just something that they reference to follow up, then you really haven't listened. And you haven't done your job. So there was always the okay, we're going to follow up with the, the classic, right? Like, thank you. But there's always these kind of next steps, right? You want to have it actionable. And so there would be, I, I'm thinking about, again, I'm going back to my marketing agency days, which hopefully is useful for your audience. But if you had a quote unquote pitch meeting, then you'd go back and we did this with um, some CPG brands where we would talk about, well, here's the packaging thing we talked about. Here's an example of a great digital thing that somebody did on Instagram that you should consider. Oh, by the way, remember when we referenced your competitor did this? Here's what, here's the example they did. And then you would follow up with a phone call to the decision maker, if you will, or the person that you talked to pre and just have a conversation. Uh, But it would be relevant to something they asked about or something they talked about. And then finally, Paul, I would say a new idea. Something had to be sparked during that meeting. So you might want to give them a link or a thought or, you know, I was thinking about this. We talked about this. What about this as an idea? You know, really excited. You just want to show the passion and energy and, uh, and but have it be sincere. The worst is when it's not, you know, and uh, hopefully it is. Yeah. And but that's what we would do. And we won a lot more than we lost doing it that way. That's brilliant. And now I suppose a lot of businesses, you know, um, done online versus off. So a lot of what we're doing now, you know, you're in in uh, California, I'm here in, in Melbourne, Australia, and we're doing it over uh, video or Zoom. Is there any differences that that you know about when selling this way versus, you know, uh, ple- uh, pressing the, the flesh, so to speak? Um, I think that's one of the great benefits of COVID. I think that, which sounds horrible to even say there was any benefit of COVID. But um, what I would say is COVID accelerated the inevitable, which is this kind of communication where you and I can actually develop a relationship via Zoom was kind of like 
you can't do that in business. And now it became the norm and everybody kind of woke up and said, whoa, wait a minute, I don't have to get on a plane and I don't have to go travel to have the same kind of um, rapport that we could do. Like this became a little bit more natural. So I think it is doable, but I would say trying to do it all via email is -hmm. difficult. You want to have some kind of conversation, whether it's old school, just on the phone or new school Zoom, and or even old school meeting in person is still helpful. You There's something to be said for having a meal, having a drink that does help in business. Um, but Zoom has definitely helped that. I'll tell you a story. Well, I once flew from LA to Miami, which is like a five, six hour flight for one meeting. And I turned right around and flew home. And that w- and this was only a few years ago and it was for a pitch and I was just thinking the whole flight back and forth. I'm like, this is the biggest waste of time, the dumbest thing. But at the time, if I didn't show up in person, then the potential client would be like, well, they're not taking us seriously. They don't care. And uh, I'm so spoiled because it was August. And it, if you've ever been to Florida in August, it is like not, I can't deal. It's so hot, so humid. I'm like, I just going to go in and out. Plus I had something with my daughter I had to be at. So I literally, you know, was back and forth with 12 hours on a plane back and forth. It was just crazy. And I, I think now it's completely acceptable if I were to say, hey, I'm going to just zoom in. I've got this going on. I still care, but I don't know that you want me to fly all the way there. And I think people would have a totally different attitude towards it. Yeah, look, I, I agree. And, um, you know, I, I don't I think there will be a hybrid and there'll be cert, certain situations where it makes sense. But, yeah redundant meetings like that I was the same when I was in corporate at Coca-Cola like you know I would be up at 4 a.m in the morning fly to Sydney for the day get home at you know 10 11 o'clock at night uh, you know it was just ridiculous and, and most of the meetings could be done uh, via video and, and and we sort of had uh, we were early adapters adopters I should say to, to video so we had it but you know it was incredibly expensive and people just didn't have the behaviors whereas now I think right. you know, it's, it's a lot easier so uh, that's great and, and you know if you sort of go down the, the funnel so to speak leads or the top of the funnel I should say uh, leads what what are some ways that when you're advising businesses what are some ways that you see at the moment that they're being able to capture leads uh, better than than some of their competitors? You know, it it really varies because we're advising a a variety of different companies. But I would say, and this is probably no big shock to anyone, referrals. (laughs) You know, so much of this is just like, if you do a great job, um, people will refer you business or in the case of a product or whatever, if you have a great product and it's a great experience, people will talk about you will create that advocacy, will create that word of mouth. And I'm seeing that as the greatest source. And I know that might be frustrating if you're somebody who's just like, I got to accelerate sales. I got to do it. You know, like I'm going to cold call a hundred people and I'm going to do this. Like that can work. We're working with a company right now that is old school telemarketing. They've got a formula down, they've got a script, you know, and they know for one out of every hundred that they call, they're going to get a deal. So like that stuff can work too. But what we, we kind of, I would say, elevate or graduate to is how do you make fans out of, out of all of your customers and so that they're doing the lead gen and they're doing the marketing for you. And that's just by creating a great product, great experience. And sometimes that just gets so overlooked because someone makes the sale and they move on. Yeah, I think that, I think that's great. And I think it's, you know, 
I do think there's a combo. And to me, the new referral platform in a way is LinkedIn because people, you know, you can share your successes uh, a lot more broadly. Your clients can share success that they've had with you. And now I think the numbers are about a billion people on, on that platform. So I think, you know, the old coffee in person and referral, I think now has moved online with with LinkedIn. And, you know, you obviously ran a very successful digital agency. What what are, are you seeing as some of the, the key trends that are occurring on LinkedIn in particular at the moment? Yeah, I think LinkedIn is this fantastic tool that's often I'm still seeing overlooked. I don't know if you're seeing this, Paul, but you see some people who are set in their ways, whether it's with cold calling or cold emailing. And you're like, you know, LinkedIn is a far more efficient way to do this. And LinkedIn, there are so many different products available if you need to reach out differently, but it's really just a much better platform. Plus it's more organic than the rest of them. So I'm huge on LinkedIn. So I agree with you. And to the point where we were doing strategies for big brands and introducing them to look at LinkedIn as a marketing platform too, which I think people don't realize. And then, yeah, I I would also just say CRM and email, like, but, but being really tactical and smart about it, not a one size fits all, but really understanding who people are. And again, coming back to delivering something of value every time you touch something of value. So I'm not sure if that's answering what you were asking, Paul, but yeah, no, I'm look, right with LinkedIn. Yeah, I think it is. I think LinkedIn is, like you said, um, I think it's untapped by a, a lot of people. We've been very fortunate. You know, I've got over 3 million views now on LinkedIn, which has really, you know, driven my business. It's it's all been free per se because it's organic. It's me writing a 15-minute post and getting, you know, 20,000, 30,000 views a, a post. It's it's phenomenal. I can't get that on it, on any other platform. And then, you know, like all platforms, there's the good and not so good behaviour of, of users. Uh, I'm a bike rider and, you know, like cars always have a go at bikes and then, you know, in the same breath, you know, bikes aren't always good to cars. So it, uh, it works. But I, I do find that relationship that you talked about before and the value, I think that's coming more to the – to the fore. It's like we had all the automation and, you know, it was like when marketing automation sort of bombarded our inboxes in email, the same things happen on LinkedIn. And I think the people that do it well are going to survive. And, and have you got any um, specific tips on when you're reaching out to somebody on, on LinkedIn or, um, you know, you're advising a client to do that? Have you got any specific tips on, uh, on how to do that? Just provide value. Um, actually do your homework research them and make sure it's somebody that you can actually provide some kind of plus one, some kind of benefit to Um, the people who just, you know, spray and pray, it doesn't really work. And there's so much noise. The unfortunate part of LinkedIn is that there's getting to be a lot of noise there. There's getting to be a lot of in-mail. There's a lot of solicitation versus just, you know, really organic stuff, but your point's right. Like, it, it all changed. I, I'm somebody who ran social media. This is before it became pay to play, where you could do organic things on Facebook, organic things elsewhere. LinkedIn is really the only still pure thing out there. And there's uh, so it's it. But back to your point on LinkedIn, it's it's provide value and something that somebody's going to want and pay attention to who they are. Like I don't know about you, but I'll get solicitations on things that I already have. If you just looked at my website, you'd know I've done it. Or it has nothing to do with what my business is. And that's just, it's just not cool. And it ruins it for the people who are trying to do good things. Yeah, look, at, and you know, I get the, the other day, I got someone saying, you know, who's your ideal client? 
And, uh, you know, I just shot back my LinkedIn profile, you know, <laughs> like, come on, if you can't even do that as a basic thing, yeah. you know, I make it very clear on, on who I, you know, I love to work with. So, yeah, I, I do think it's, um, it's gold there for the good people. And, and as far as, you know, sales, who does it, right, in businesses and certainly businesses that are scale. So let's say you're a, you know, a $2 million business, you've got ambitions to get to 10, and there's that, you know, should I hire a salesperson? Should I hire an outsourced sales team? Should I continue to develop a team under me when you're the business owner? What's, what's your experience on uh, those different options to, you know, get to that next level of sales? You know, what I always find when somebody's doing that is I'll ask them, what are you doing to grow organically? What are you doing with your current clients to either grow them more or use them for referrals to grow your business more? And what you find and what are you doing as sort of the touches with all the people in your network? And it's without fail that I talk to them and they are not, they're ignoring that and they're just going for the net new. And we always know it's easier to sell to somebody you're already in business with or somebody you already know, but like people just forget that. So the number one thing when we're trying to, you know, 5X somebody is what are you doing with your current base and how are you using that to grow and to build? Um, Because I just, and I don't know about you, Paul, but I just never gone there where somebody hasn't got some like really untapped resource. Like I just had one recently, like, Oh yeah, you know, we have this email list of like a thousand of our customers. We haven't we haven't touched that list in like a year. I'm like, so we're gonna spend all this time trying to find new people when you've already got a thousand right here. Like, and then they'll look at me like, oh, I'm glad you just said that. You know, like it's and then it's just you move on. But people just always looking for the next thing. Yeah, and I think that's so true. And that's you know, the benefit of working with, like you said, you know, advisors like yourself is that you know it's hard to say the the uh, label from inside the the jar sometimes and it you know what's dead obvious isn't always obvious right and I totally agree and it's like um first connections on LinkedIn you know often people are saying you know I want to do outreach I'm like okay so how much have you actually looked at your first connections already like a simple question but how many of your ideal clients are in your first connections and they're like I don't know I've never thought of that I'm like well there you go like there's there's an existing uh, database that you've got some relationship with, why not uh, go in and mine that first or you know, look at that first before you go in? So, uh, yeah, that's uh, fantastic. So before we go into the rapid fire section, Terry, I'd like to ask you that is either listening or watching this, do you have the sales system to get your next million dollars in revenue? And like Terry said, there's definitely referrals There's also existing clients, but there's some other things that you can do. And what I've done is created a pulse check, nine questions. It'll take you about three minutes to fill out, but it'll really see if your current sales system is what I consider or how you can compare it to best practice. So you can just go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash pulse. You can answer those nine questions. Then at the end, what you'll do is get a score based on your results, what you've answered, And then on that, we can either um, have a call, which uh, I'll go through those gaps. So it's not a sales call. It's just saying, okay, here is a little bit more clarity. So you walk out with a plan or uh, you can uh, get the opportunity if you've nailed everything to come and share those experiences like Terry has on this podcast today. So Terry, are you all set for the rapid fire? Sure, let's do it. 
All right, great. So the first thing is what are some sales habits that make you successful? I keep this mantra in my mind of good things are attracted, not pursued. So you just try to do great work, provide value, and share content that's going to help people and try to stay top of mind people with people with social, email, et cetera. Great. And, and what's some technology that is essential to accelerating your sales? Well, I guess because I have the background of social media, it is definitely using social media, specifically LinkedIn, and then also CRM in email marketing. Yeah. And what CRM do you use? HubSpot. HubSpot. Yeah, look, I think the HubSpot free is uh, it's been a great strategy for them. I, I find a lot of people are doing that. I know the gap to the paid is a little big, but uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely worth having a look at. And for you, you know, what's your best source of uh, getting ideas around accelerating your sales? Yeah, I mean, it's going to sound, I guess, old school, but it's it's word of mouth, uh, referrals, and it's networking, and it's LinkedIn. And that's really what I focus. That's how we do it. Excellent. And uh, this one's a little different, but it's important. It certainly links to my last uh, podcast, which is Build, Live, Give. But how do you give back? Yeah, it's my favorite topic is giving back. And that's a big piece of what I try to do. I Right now, I really, I spend a lot of time mentoring and coaching uh, university students. There's two big schools here where I'm fortunate enough to be like an entrepreneur in residence. So I work with the entrepreneur programs and work with the different teams and people. And it, it keeps me young, which is awesome and keeps me fresh. But that's my favorite thing to do as far as giving back. Yeah, look, I um, I read that on your profile. We've talked about that, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a brilliant thing that you do, and um, you know, uh, I wish more people were as uh, as giving as you are. So the um, the last question is the sort of the big one, but um, for you, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, different actions to take, and you've given a lot of practical advice. But what's one thing that we as listeners can take? today to 10x our sales? The biggest thing I would tell you, it has to do with not a specific action, but more about a mindset. Have a growth mindset. Just be thinking about how do I grow and be you know, in the abundance mindset and growth mindset. Then all of the tactics will stem from that if you can just be in that place mentally. Brilliant. Well said. So uh, look, it's been great having you on the show today. So you can go to futureproofadvisors.com to find more about Terry. And he's got a, a, a great, I think it's a five-step five yep. step framework and the results you get out of it. And uh, I found, yeah, the resources were excellent on uh, Terry's website. So uh, go and do that. We'll have all the links and everything in the show. And uh, yeah, Terry, uh, wonderful having you on today. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. I really enjoyed that interview with Terry. And I, I suppose the, the pre and post sales process is something that many people miss. And, of, you know, sometimes it's the obvious things that you don't see. And that's what Terry being someone with enormous experience doing it firsthand and then being an advisor can do. So I really loved his experience and what he shared. But I'd love to know from you, what is a key action that you can take from the interview with Terry? Please let me know and also maybe share that with Terry on your socials. All the transcripts and the links, as I said, will be in the show notes. But also, why not tell one, 10, or maybe even 100 of your friends about today's 
podcast. You could be a sales hero by sharing it with them. No use in keeping it to yourself. So please share it with them. They will love you for it. Also, if you want to know if you've got the sales system to meet your next million, go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash pulse. And also, don't forget to check out my solo shows. They're audio only, but they go for between eight to 10 minutes where I give you very specific sales strategy advice that you can go and implement. So please take action to accelerate your sales. I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tell me what your favorite episode is. And don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making this next quarter your best one yet.